often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 571. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, is laying in the corner. It's, uh, it's about noonish. ish so I record this. And uh, he just had a, a little meal, not a full meal, but uh, the partial meal. You know, set up for him on the automatic feeder, eleven thirty. So maybe I'll be a little chilled. Chilled. <laughs> Started having uh, flashbacks of Silence of the Lambs. Or no, no, sorry, no, it wasn't Silence of the Lambs. I was getting the Farber beans mixed up with the uh, Temple of the Doom. With chilled, I was thinking of chilled monkey brain. That's what I was thinking of. Chilled. Chilled monkey brain. One of the greatest scenes of all time in movies is that scene in Temple of Doom where they got the the meal, and it's like <laughs> remember everything that was in there. Now I'm like, uh, there was of course the chilled monkey brain was the dessert I believe, and they had the monkey head where you open it up like a cookie jar. <laughs> But it's chilled. That's what makes it, you know, after, you know, a dessert kind of thing. It was chilled, chilled monkey brain. <laughs> oh, so good. And uh, there, of course, the snakes. That was the, kind of the nastiest part where they open up. They cut open the snake and all the little snakes inside that are eating them while they're alive. Imagine that just like slithering down your throat. Which you'd think that like Indy would have just like, I'm out as uh, much as he ate snakes. But he uh, managed to, uh, you know, survive <laughs> that dinner. The chilled monkey brain. <laughs> uh, they had the big bugs too. But I think the snakes, probably the worst part. As, uh, yeah, I had a, Stuff I was going to talk about, and I, I totally digressed there, thinking about chilled monkey brain. <laughs> uh, I've had, uh, uh, you know, I was going to say eventful week, but not really. Not really, as I, I mainly worked it. And in, in the sweltering heat, as we're seeing record heat in the world, as a... Uh, it uh, it did hit, I think, triple digits a couple times uh, while I was at work this week. And uh, I'll say, it, it's it's a bit rough, man. It's a bit rough. I have to wear, like, layers of clothing at work, too. Uh, you know, pants. Uh, I wear thick socks and, of course, the uh, steel-toe boots. And uh, I wear some pretty thick pants. Although I wear, uh, underneath, I wear the compression shorts with a lot of Vaseline because otherwise... I got that cheese grater thigh thing going on where it's just shredding the skin on my thighs. And it's not a pleasant feeling. It doesn't help that my pants are kind of like burlap type material. 
I don't think it's actually burlap, but the material seems that way. As uh, it's you know when you're sweating a bunch, and that shit just gets in there, it's like fucking sandpaper. And then you know I can't just have a sl- short sleeve shirt on. I got to have a full on welding jacket. It's also a very coarse material <laughs> that uh, also w- uh, works as sandpaper, especially when you're sweating just a fuck ton. And uh, I've got rashes like all over my. <laughs> arms and shit from that stuff from constantly uh lifting stuff and then just like the material just grinding against and i know the the thermometer in the building near where we were uh, at uh the last the highest i think it got was like 95 or 96 like in the building <laughs> but i don't think that takes into account if you're standing you know next to while you're welding like that's like uh, that's got to increase the temperature. I know on the weld line it, it reads more at like ninety nine, one hundred. And uh, you know, add in the fact that you're adding all wearing all this clothing, it it can get a little, a little rough, man, a little rough. And uh, so I I sympathize with you know all the the people in the world that they're uh, you know suffering in the heat. As uh, when I go to work. The last the last few hours of the day are real fucking rough. <laughs> I mean, the beginning of the day is not great either, but when that temperature uh, hits close to triple digits or right at triple digits, that is uh, Fahrenheit, of course, it gets fucking rough. It gets real rough. I did I did hear that uh, the Amazon delivery drivers. Got it a bit rough. I mean, I I mean, I've heard for years about them having to piss in bottles because they gotta, they can't, they don't have time to stop for bathroom breaks to hit their quotas and such. Um, but apparently, I've heard that the back of the truck is like 135 degrees going back in there. So that's a little bit hotter than what I have to deal with. But I feel like you know you don't probably have to be in the truck. I mean, you have to go in there from time to time. Is it? I guess it depends on how many packages you're taking out at once. You know, you go in there and get the fuck out. Hopefully the cab is much cooler. I hope they have some kind of AC, you know, going in there. That Amazon didn't skimp on that part. <clears throat> Makes me... Man, it would suck to, like, order, like, food from there. <laughs> You'd have to have, like, a, a fuck ton of ice inside that package for it to survive at all if the the truck is literally like 135 in the back of there I did have experience in a job when I was like 20 uh loading trucks in like a it was basically I guess it was a shipping container and we loaded the desks I I believe I talked about this the ornamental factory I worked at years and years ago and uh man it was over 100 degrees in the side that fucker <laughs> And we spent a lot of time loading those desks in there, and it was it was not pleasant, not pleasant. Uh, so yeah, shit's getting hotter. And of, unfortunately, I did read uh, that apparently my plan to move to Ireland if when the shit really hits the fan, which I feel like it's already there <laughs> with this nonstop record heat. Um, to move to my plan to you know move to Ireland to avoid. The extreme heat, or at least, you know, it, it, the heat might be closer to what I'm used to, uh, because, you know, it's getting hot in Ireland too. 
However, it, it does sound like uh, Western Europe. My uh, the, the the predictions of when this will happen uh, seem to vary. Um, as uh, let's see if I can find an article on this. Uh, let's see here. Do 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 do. As uh, there's predicting. <laughs> Ooh, let's see here. Um, news that'll work. Ugh, yeah, this is not. This is not. Uh, this is an article on Vice News. Here it says. Uh, this is by Becky. Ferriera? Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Anyway, uh, a major climate system will collapse decades ahead of schedule and unleash devastation, scientists predict. Um, they give a big big gap in time, though. So I don't know that uh, this might happen after I die, or it might happen a year from now, or two years from now, rather. Uh, it says here, the collapse would result in natural disasters and turn Western Europe into Alaska. Scientists warn in new research. And I don't like the cold. At least Alaskan-type cold. And that uh, that would kind of throw it. Does Western... Does, are they factoring in Ireland? Is it... Uh, <laughs> is there somehow a protection zone around? That small little island there? I doubt it. <laughs> it goes on to say in this article here, an important... System of currents in the Atlantic Ocean could collapse this century under the pressure of human-driven climate change, triggering a major tipping element in the climate system that will have devastating impacts on people and ecosystems, reports a new study. The new research reveals a far grimmer view of the North Atlantic's future than the most recent predictions from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and underscores the urgency of transitioning away from the consumption of fossil fuels to curb the greenhouse gas emissions that are driving warming global temperatures. The Atlantic uh, Merid... Oh, boy. <laughs> the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation, we'll just call it the AMOC, <laughs> acts like a huge conveyor belt that delivers warm water from the equator to the poles and brings cold water back southward to the equator. In the process, the AMOC heats up Europe and cools the tropics, providing milder and more stable climate conditions in both regions. Uh, the AMOC has been circulating since the end of the last ice age, some 12,000 years ago, so just like yesterday. Uh, the si though scientists have found evidence that earlier collapses of the system set off sudden temperature extremes, in recent years, the AMOC has shown signs that it is weakening, leading the most recent IPCC report to conclude that it is on track to collapse sometime after the dawn of the 22nd century. Now, physicist Peter Ditlevson uh, and mathematician Suzanne Ditlevson, um, I guess they're related or married? Anyway, uh, who are... oh. Who are siblings? Okay, I got that answer. And researchers at the University of Copenhagen have presented new evidence that the AMOC may collapse decades sooner. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the pair predict with high confidence the tipping to happen as soon as mid-century uh, with a 95% chance of occurring any time between... Now, this is a big gap. 
between 2025, which is like a year and a half from now, to 2095. That's not really narrowing it down much for me. Uh, Assuming a business-as-usual future in which greenhouse gas emissions are not reduced, according to the study published on Tuesday in Nature Communications. The AMOC is an extremely important part of the global climate. Uh, Suzanne Dittles, uh, Ditlevson uh, told Motherboard in an email, previous studies have found early warning signals that AMC, AMOC, <laughs> I keep wanting to say like AOC too. <laughs> anyway, however, no study has given strict statistical confidence to these findings and the timing has not been determined. We asked ourselves if it would be possible to provide reliable predictions for the timing of possible collapse based on observations by using advanced statistical methods, and indeed, to our own surprise, this was possible. Um, but again, it's only, it's given a big gap in time there. As uh, I don't I don't feel like read the rest of this article. It's already hurting my throat. It's hurting my throat, and uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, it could become Alaska and Western. Uh, Europe, which Ireland would be Western Europe. So, <sighs> could be a real problem. <sighs> really going to need to win that uh, billion dollars and make millions to uh, maybe keep moving around <laughs> from week to week where the, the coolest temperatures are. Which the coolest temperatures might be like 90 at this point. In a, in a year and a half. I don't know. Well, I mean, if it's Alaska, I mean, I, I don't want cold temperatures. I mean, I don't know. I might start liking them if it's like 100 here. <laughs> I might be like, you know what? You know, 20 degrees sounds pretty decent. I mean, I doubt that. I think I'd rather sweat to death. I don't like to freeze. It's a it's a not a great decision to have to have though. As uh I mean they're not used to having like snow and stuff except in the mountains in Ireland. I know a couple of years ago they had like a blizzard and uh they were ill prepared for it. Uh and uh, no you know no salt trucks that sort of thing and really shut shit down. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to completely change their way of life. And I don't know if it's going to be green anymore if it's just fucking snow and shit everywhere. If it's just fucking Alaska. I mean, I guess that still, you know, keeps plants alive. It's just you won't see the shit. It's uh, it's just not uh, good to hear. It's just going to keep getting warmer. <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen any reports lately, though, of when we're going to run out of gas. There's also, you know, discrep you know, no one knows for sure when that's gonna happen. We're running out of oil. <laughs> so I don't uh Mad Max could happen in real life tomorrow or, you know, twenty years from now. Who knows? As you know, as long as they keep finding gas and be able to heat up the world more <laughs> with it. Or <laughs> finding oil. You don't find gas, you make gas. Ah, uh, but I guess the big news of the, well, yeah, I was going to say, I never did get into, you know, what I was doing during the week, but I guess I can hold off on that. The big news of the week, uh, since I last, oh, 
I guess I didn't have my phone on silent. <laughs> my iPhone Pro Max. Sounds like some kind of tampon or something. Pro Max. Max Flow. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of big things. Yeah, apparently, you know, Congress is buying into UFO conspiracies as they had uh, a guy that's maybe not the most, uh, shall we say, reliable. Um, see, what's what's the fellow's name? This is a. Uh, I guess guess this helps you know. Take people's mind off of the fact that you know the weather's just getting shit. Uh, you know, <laughs> we don't see him have any good answers to how to fix it. And just you know, human problems in general, massive war in Ukraine. Just people like, oh hey, you know what? We're gonna. To have this guy go in front of Congress and say the aliens are real. Um, <laughs> basically, you know, I'm summing it up. <laughs> uh, he does claim that basically, you know, the government's got live aliens. Um, the fuck is this asshole's name? Uh, do 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 I don't want to know the memorable moments. Um, non-human bi- biologics, bio. Biologics. What the fuck? Which he's insinuating aliens, but trying to be like sketchy about it. Grush. Grush, I guess is his name. Um who it should be pointed out has just said some pretty ridiculous shit in the past. Even though I guess he did work like it's true proven that he worked for the government. He's really got no proof. That uh, these aliens exist. You got the shitty tic-tac. Tic-tac, not tic-tac. As they mentioned in the con- congressional hearing. Um, the, uh, shit, where's... Trying to find what his actual position was. Uh, ba-ba. <clears throat> Talking about reverse engineering. Uh, retired Major, oh, damn it, David Grush. Is uh, damn it, I went to the bottom of this fucking article. Or oh man, I like skipped. Just doing some weird shit here. <laughs> I flipped my mouse over and it went all crazy. It clicked on something that it shouldn't have, and uh, had to go back. It's the whole thing. Yeah, retired Major David Grush, of course, uh, did testimony in front of the House Oversight Subcommittee, which was just kind of funny watching it. And, like, uh, just hearing, you know, I, look, I believe that there is life outside the planet Earth, which I do believe they've, they've proven there's at least, you know, bacteria and uh, you know, at least, you know, single-celled organisms, that sort of shit. I mean, there is, or at least there has to be. I believe they found that, and they find on Mars at one point, or the, the, at least signs that there at least was water. I, I don't remember, but I feel like they've proven that there's, like, other organisms out in space. Which, I mean, space is so huge, Of co- it would seem, of course, there would be. 
and you know it's been around forever and it would seem that uh, there's been life outside this planet how advanced that seems to be debatable <laughs> there's no way to know <laughs> i would think too that other life forms and other planets we couldn't i i highly doubt they would be like humanoid that they would resemble us in any shape or like I don't think we can imagine what life on another planet would be like. Totally different atmosphere. You know, they would have to... And what they would create would be different because I would imagine they would have different resources on those planets. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'd have some of the same. It's... (laughs) But without seeing it ourselves... It uh, doesn't seem uh, like we'd be able to get that. But this guy, <laughs> Major David Grush, uh, he, uh, which I might be pronouncing that wrong, Grush, Grush, anyway, he uh, he said some pretty ridiculous shit in the past. And that, like one of the best ones that people have, have mentioned is that he claimed at one point that... Uh, of all people, that uh, the Italian dictator Benito Mussolini, if you're uh, unfamiliar with uh, El Duce, was of course the uh, leader of Italy during uh, this little war, I think, uh, called World War Two. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that one. WW two. Um. And uh, he actually inspired Hitler to, like, uh, you know, become fascist. And uh, thankfully, uh, Mussolini wasn't good at war, though. wasn't good at and uh, was pretty terrible at conquering places. Which uh, which helped. The, one of the things that contributed, I think, to the Nazis losing the war, which was pretty fantastic, if you uh, ask me. Uh, anyway, though, that this Grouch had claimed that there was a conspiracy between Mussolini and the Pope, that is the Pope of the Catholic Church. Um, I don't know the Pope's name during World War II. Um, as, uh... <laughs> Let's see here. Control, Control C. I want to copy and paste here. One of the greatest things ever created in, in computers. Anyway. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Crazy. Crazy. Put the crazy stories. I would see if I can get these. Uh, <laughs> this shit about Mussolini. Um. Well, maybe if I can just put in Mussolini as uh, I, I want to get the, I don't know, like the name of the Pope and stuff. I want to make sure if I'm going to quote his insane shit that. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, this is Daily Mail. I trust that. <laughs> hmm. Here we go. This is uh, (laughs) exclusive. This is 
article from the Daily Mail on July 3rd. Oh, this is recent. This is this year. Exclusive Italian researcher shares extraordinary evidence files of world's first UFO crash. 14 years before Roswell and the secret department set up by Mussolini's government to study the craft that was later captured by U.S. forces. Ugh. That's right. <laughs> Benito Mussolini. Working with the Pope to uh, <laughs> cover up UFOs. It's, uh, ah, the guy that wrote this article is named Josh. That's not cool. Josh Boswell and uh, Chris Sharp. Anyway. Top U.S. intelligence officer claims World War II American forces retrieved a U. And that top of one is, I'm assuming, to be Major uh, David Grosh. Grosh, Grosh, whatever. Uh, uh, forces retrieved a U.F. American forces retrieved a UFO that crashed in Italy in 1933. And Italian researchers say they have the documents to prove it. Former top national reconnaissance officer, staffer David Grush, shocked the world last month when he revealed he had blown the whistle. And sworn testimony to, test, test, testimony to Congress and government watchdogs about an alleged secret U.S. program that has obtained multiple non-human flying saucers. With, again... No actual proof of this. Other than the fact that he did work for the gov- U.S. government. That's that's his proof. Grush claims one of these alien spacecraft crashed in northern Italy in 1933 and was secreted away by fascist dictator Benito Mussolini before it was captured by American forces at the end of World War II and shipped to the U.S. DailyMail.com understands Grush was briefed on the supposed June 1933 crash by a staffer who allegedly worked on the non-human craft in a secret U.S. government program. Here's a shitty picture of a (laughs) UFO crash outside Magenta, northern Italy. It's the artist's impression. Okay, so it's not actually like that's their rendering. And it looks like the shitty old, you know, movies of like the, the day the earth stood still. It's that fucking craft from the day. Maybe that's a documentary. <laughs> Perhaps that's a documentary, right? <laughs> uh, goes on here. And this week, the Senate Intelligence Committee ranking member Marco Rubio confirmed he has heard testimony from alleged firsthand witnesses of such craft crash retrieval programs now an interview with dailymail.com to coincide with sunday's world ufo day italian researcher roberto pinotti pinotti i i don't know how to pronounce italian names very well uh shared extraordinary details of the alleged saucer crash that occurred a full 14 years before the famous roswell new mexico incident pinotti uh president of the national Ufological Center, which goes by the Italian initialism CUN, C-U-N, CUN, obtained documents he claimed evidence that the 1933 crash and a secret department set up by Mussolini to study the alleged saucer. Uh, it says here, uh, 
Pinotti's research has been met with skepticism in Italy since he first released it in 2000. It is still little known outside its borders. Seems, uh, I'm going to say, highly suspect. I and my colleague Alfredo Lissoni. Lissoni, Alfredo Lissoni. Of course, it's Alfredo. Uh, began investigating the story of the uh, 33 UFO crash in Lombardy in 96 when he when we received some original secret documents about the case. The documents were mysteriously mailed to Pinotti uh, from an anonymous source uh, who claimed to have inherited them from a family member who worked on Mussolini's supposed UFO program. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> There's, they include two June 33 telegrams in Italian, one demanding absolute silence. Over an alleged landing on national soil of a known aircraft. <laughs> Do a horrible Italian accent. Uh, another dated June 13 threatens the immediate arrest and maximum penalties for any journalists reporting news of an aircraft of unknown nature and origin. Immediate recasting of any leads from newspapers bearing Said news is ordered, the second telegram said. Both say they are by personal order of El Duce, Mussolini himself. I mean, it's just, look at these papers. I, You know, I don't, I don't know if that's actually, you know, Mussolini's seal. <laughs> a shitty photocopy of the paper is what it looks like. I don't know. Uh where does it get to the part where the Pope? I want to find the part about the Pope. Because from what I understand, the Pope was involved in covering all this up. So that makes sense. Uh, 1945 basically was sent back to the U.S. Or sent to, rather, not back. It, uh, we're not going back in time here. Um, although, I mean, if... <laughs> time isn't a, a straight line and there's a circle. Maybe it is sort of going back. <laughs> it is a long article. I can't fucking read this whole thing. This is a really long article. I was trying to find the part about the Pope, damn it. <laughs> and it's, uh... It's hard to find that. Anyway. Basically, yeah, they're claiming that uh, under Mussolini and, uh... This shit is 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 funny to me that uh, like of all well, you're gonna include Mussolini in this, the Il Duce. So you're claiming that uh, the Nazis, which I'm, I mean Mussolini was you know, uh, I guess you know Italy was like the biggest, um, you know, ally of the Germans really. I think they were closer than Japan. Uh, as, uh, uh, of course, Hitler, I mean, he looked at, uh, Mussolini came before Hitler, as in, like, he came to power before Hitler. And uh, early Hitler kind of fashioned himself after Mussolini. And then Hitler, you know, he, he, was, he was Hitler. I don't know what to say about that. Um, what I was going to get into, though, I mean, the, the, the Nazis famously... Uh, believed in the occult and that sort of thing. And they sent, you know, actual, you know, it, much like Indiana Jones, they sent 
SS members and stuff. Like uh, Himmler was big into the occult and such. And they sent uh, scientists and stuff and archaeologists, what have you, of the day with SS out to search for artifacts that uh, they wanted to, and they promoted the fact, oh, we've, you know, (laughs) we've got a lead on the Ark of the Covenant, whatever, you know. And they wanted to, they kept no secret about these sort of things. That uh, having that shit out there, and yet they knew about UFOs and not not a peep, not a peep. They could have promoted the fact they had this technology, and uh, no, no, that uh, that wasn't a thing. Be like, (laughs) we found these aliens, and man, you would think there would be more fucking evidence out there of this shit, that there would be some kind of like photos. As much shit that leaks, event like eventually, like we're just here. Like ninety six is when this shit first comes out from shit that happened during World War Two, that uh, pre World War Two, nineteen thirty three. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> uh, that just. Let's see here. This is just uh I don't I you know <laughs> uh I I'm surprised that so many people are taking this guy so seriously but I mean he claims to have like all these people that will uh you know corroborate his information Uh, but I mean, there's some pretty fantastical things. And like, just to say that, you know, Mussolini had this shit and knew about this stuff. It just seems beyond ridiculous. I mean, I know the story of Roswell a lot. Uh, the crash of the, uh, Craft there in Roswell, New Mexico, and there was what a movie or TV uh, show about Roswell. Well, I mean, not the show Roswell, but there was of the crash. I want to say there was at least I remember there being was it the guy from uh, his name eludes me from Twin Peaks. Um, There was a. Pretty sure there was. Yeah, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, there was a War Oswald crash movie. Uh, Martin Sheen was in that too. Oh, and Dwight Yoakam. As uh, I did see that movie, my father was he believed in the crash in Roswell. He had claimed that uh, was it. I guess my great grandfather. I believe it was his grandfather. That it, some somebody had worked in the CIA. I don't even know if that's true. My father lied about it a lot of shit. And, you know, it's not like... <laughs> I don't think people have, like, resumes where it goes, yeah, I was in the CIA wherever long. I don't think it works quite like that. I'm I'm not sure, but... Uh, anywho, uh, he had claimed that uh, he had photo evidence of an alien. 
and that actually was put in some museum, I guess, in St. Louis, somewhere. And this and that museum burned to the ground soon after. According to my father, again, a known liar. My father was a a known liar. He would lie about pretty much everything. <laughs> You'll just have to take my word on it because he's been long dead. <laughs> but he was a, a very much known to be a liar. <laughs> so b- believing anything he'd said, and of course he said in the, the uh, said this to me, of course, when I was fairly young. So I don't know that, <laughs> but he was he was certain he believed that UFOs did exist. And this is of course something that I believe my father saw when he was a young kid. He was told. So I don't know that. I necessarily believe that. And uh, there was the uh, that movie, though, with Kyle McLaughlin, where it talks about Roswell, and I didn't watch that. Whereas uh, they claimed it was a weather balloon, the, the, the government story. And that, uh, I don't know, I'm not buying this congressional hearing, this uh, David uh, Grush, whatever. As uh, <laughs> I feel like just more people are... Uh, buying into conspiracies these days and then it's just like hey yeah hey let's uh let's go ahead and uh put that shit all up front and center as uh yeah <laughs> the Mussolini part though like really is uh yeah I, I don't know I'm, I'm not buying it. I I need real evidence not just like hey I know these guys these as uh there's a I watched a YouTube video on uh, Vosh I believe is, is it what who he goes by as uh like he really went off on the subject and uh, I guess he's got so got it out against uh, <laughs> fighter pilots because he was talking. Like, he was really going off on fighter pilots, how they're all jacked up on uh, basically meth and such. I think he probably did say meth at one point. But, uh, I mean, they got to be jacked up to be able to... I mean, they go, you know, over 24 hours without sleeping, and you're flying obscenely fast, you know, in those fighter planes. And, you know, when you go long periods of time without sleeping, uh, I don't know if... Everyone's aware of this. I know I've hallucinated from with uh, lack of sleep and uh, found out, like, you know what? Maybe I should get some sleep. As uh, <laughs> It'll fuck with you, the, the lack of sleep. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, you got you to gotta be careful about that shit. As uh, it, it can uh, really fuck with you. And, uh, you know, Vosh was claiming that you know, these guys are uh, all hopped up on shit. They got the lack of sleep going on, and they see a small object. <laughs> well, uh, like one of the things in like I guess the Tic Tac video, they claimed that uh, this object they saw was like five feet, whereas the fighter pilot or the fighter jet is something like fifty six feet long. They're they're fairly decent size, and yet the object they claimed to see was all of five feet. And, of course, they themselves are flying insanely fast. Insanely fast. And uh, for them to see an object, I mean, it'd have to 
like you know flying what have you i mean it's within a what a millisecond <laughs> the speeds they're going and that uh but you know it just it just seems <laughs> Like, maybe, you know, when you're up there, it could easily, you see anything. It could just, anything just seems a little crazy. You're a little whacked out of your mind from the lack of sleep. And, and you know, maybe with the aid of some sort of drug, what have you. I'm not going to claim that fighter pilots are all on crack or meth. But, uh, man, it does seem like a pretty intense job. <laughs> Imagine that shit would uh, fuck with your brain a little bit, and uh, you know I would you know I wouldn't surprise me though if they f- they came across shit that they just could not explain. Um. Anyway, though, uh, yeah. So, according to Congress, I guess aliens do exist. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Here's what. Yeah, it does say. Ooh, the the uh, Pope was involved. The Pope was involved. Of course, any good conspiracy is going to involve religion, right? Which does make sense because they are involved in conspiracies. I mean, religions have done some pretty fucked up things, especially the Catholic Church. Uh, <clears throat> shit. Um. Uh. What's great though is, I mean, like, it's not like. God. God damn. Okay. Son of a bitch. That hurt my ears. I don't think that showed up in the uh, recording, but, ah, like, there's. Click on the wrong website and they just start playing a fucking commercial loud as shit in my ears. (laughs) Damn it. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about the uh, alien shit. I mean, you you would really think if it was really all this shit's been going on since at least 1933 with covering this shit up, there'd be a little bit more proof than some black and white f- video footage of a dot moving. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, that's. You'd think Hitler would have a picture with an alien at some point. But I guess the Soviets, when they got in there, that Stalin was like, you know, fuck, no, we're not letting that information out. When they hit uh, Hitler's bunker, because he probably had the picture on him, you know. Maybe an alien killed Hitler. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Like, you know what, you've done. You've, you've kind of fucked this up. Uh... We're done with you. And and they just took out Hitler. Just a theory. Because, I mean, if they can cover up this kind of conspiracy for that long, it's quite possible these aliens could have done that. I mean, basically, you can say whatever at this point. If... <laughs> you know, it's hard to, uh, to prove that something doesn't exist. You know? If it's a complete, if there's no proof whatsoever that it does exist, it doesn't matter. (laughs) To prove that something doesn't exist is hard to do. 
obviously proving something that does exist with you know is is pretty easy to do because there should be a lot of evidence but pr- proving without a doubt that something just does not exist is hard to uh you know sell to people as uh <laughs> especially you know something that's just uh believed on upon faith it's very difficult uh I don't know a good segue into this, but uh, which the funny news, I guess, of the week is uh, good old Elon Musk, the super genius, the smartest man ever in history, the super, super, super smart Elon Musk. No sarcasm in there whatsoever. Uh, the guy that uh, his claim to create every company that uh, he's uh, been a CEO of, which uh, none of them, I don't believe any of them that he actually officially created. Um, of course, is a uh, you know, big thing is now he's also the CEO. Or, well, I guess he stepped down as CEO that uh, put that one woman uh, in charge, but he's still running the show, obviously. She seems more of just like a PR person. Of course, he's uh, been running Twitter. It's basically, I feel like that him putting this uh, uh, woman uh, in as CEO is more of like uh, when Putin put in uh, Medvedev as uh, like president of Russia or whatever, and then uh, Putin became prime minister for a little while. Like he was still running the show. It was just like, oh, just like, oh, it's Medvedev for a couple of years. Uh huh. I'm still calling it. I'm still at that point. He was, I guess, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. <laughs> and uh, that's where I feel what's going on with Musk. There, he's just like, oh yeah, we'll say this woman's in control. I'm still clearly just running this show, uh, running that uh, ship into the ground. As uh, yeah, of course, if you go to a twitter.com on your PC, not on your phone. Well, I guess on your phone, if you just open up the browser and then go to the website, don't use the app. You, of course, it brings you to X instead of Twitter. And they haven't rebranded the app. Of course, famously, Elon Musk fired pretty much everybody from Twitter uh, as soon as he took over to cut costs because he way overpaid. For the place, and uh, Twitter was not making uh, much money anyway. Before he came along, they uh, famously had uh, issues making money, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he sacked like a good percentage of the company. I don't know what the actual percentage is, but it was a lot, and a lot of the developers, people that keep the lights on, basically at Twitter. As these days, it it does uh, have issues, as uh, they don't have what is it, at least like half the staff, if not more, that was lost from either firing or people quitting. The people that he held on to were the mainly, from what I understand, are like foreigners. That uh, um, I don't know, the H one visa, whatever deal is they had to keep the job to be able to you know stay in the country and they were just you know caught in a rock in a hard place and uh, couldn't just quit um 
but uh, even before this whole move to now it's the X. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. As I think Elon's been on a lot of X. It's fucking hilarious to me that he he, he changed it to this. Because the only thing that is worth any money in Twitter, because as soon as he took it over, um, he let the floodgates open with all the uh, the extreme right wing shit. Uh, he let them let all the Nazis back on. A lot of the people that were banned for being Nazis, basically, and the white nationalism, all that good shit, they came back on full force. Like, green light. Green light that shit all the way. And then, uh, but anybody to say, the the people that were canned or, you know, kicked off Twitter were anybody to criticize Mr. Musk. And then uh, also, you know, crack down on any speech that's anti-Musk on Twitter. You can't have that. You can't have that. Um, and, uh, you know, they've cracked down way more on uh, free speech since uh, uh, Musk took over. The point I was going to get to with that, though, is immediately, even before Musk took over, just the announcement of Musk taking over, advertisers were already pulling their money from Twitter. And they've lost, I want to say, like, probably around at least like 50% of their advertisers on Twitter. Um, Cheech and Chong appear to be the only ones left <laughs> selling shit on there. They're selling their gummies on Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna venture to guess though the ad rev, uh, you know, the charging for uh ads on Twitter's probably gone down. So that's a plus if you wanna, you know, sell your product to a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> and. Anyway, um, as I'm shaking the mic, I got to stop that. I'm shaking the whole desk. I'm like fucking around, hey, doing weird shit with my foot. Anyway, I'm trying to knock that off. It's fucking hilarious to me. Of course, yeah, they've lost like a just an insane amount from ad revenue, which was one of the few only things that Twitter actually made money from. And uh, of course, uh, he did the thing where you have to buy the Twitter blue. You get your blue check mark to say you're verified. You have to pay for that. <laughs> and uh, very few people bought that. Only people that thought that, you know, or, or, you know, knew that Elon Musk was the super genius that he is. They're the ones contributing to the blue check mark. Um, <laughs> they, uh, man, I got to stop shaking the desk. I'm, now I'm doing it with my elbow. I don't think this desk is that sturdy. <laughs> it must. I wonder if it's not level. I need to check that. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. He made no money via that. Twitter has just been just fucking bleeding money since he took over, left and right. And then so his his idea to fix it all, which I don't know if it's to fix it all because. It's famous that he's not paying a lot of Twitter's bills. And this is something that he's been known for anyway. I guess this is true about most billionaires. They don't like to pay people. Um, And Musk is trying to get out of all of these bills from Twitter. 
like, fuck you, I'm not paying. He doesn't want to pay the uh, people that he canned. You know, they had uh, supposed to get severance packages that he promised, and he's refused to pay a lot of that shit. And uh, he's actually got a lawsuit going on (laughs) against the uh, law firm that uh, (laughs) Twitter hired to force Elon Musk to go through with the uh, 44 was it 44 billion or 45 billion? I think it's 44 billion dollar uh, deal that he had to that's how much he had to pay for uh, Twitter. <laughs> As uh yeah, that law firm uh they Twitter had to pay 93 million, I think it's 90 something million. Uh for a 44 billion dollar purchase. I mean, that's it's a good return on investment, if you ask me. And uh, he's suing, suing to say they shouldn't have to pay for him because basically it was a slam dunk case, and that uh, for them to say that you know he's basically admitting that he's an idiot in the case, which uh, Legal Eagle does a great video on that on YouTube. Um, but he's famously trying to get out of that. He basically wants to you know get any. He's trying to scrape any money he can together at this point. And then uh, the rebranding of Twitter to X could be just him trying to somehow find a legal loophole to not pay Twitter's bills. <laughs> We're like, no, 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 no. That was Twitter. This is X. I don't, I own X, not Twitter. <laughs> It it seems like that wouldn't work though. I I mean I'm not I'm not a super genius like Elon Musk. I would venture to guess just changing the name of your business wouldn't get you out of the bills for the business. Um that being said though, I mean it clearly Musk loves the the uh the letter I almost said word X, but the letter X <laughs> as uh He's often referred to as a co-founder of PayPal, which is not true. He did not found... uh, He was not one of the co-founders of PayPal. Um, His company, X.com, back in the day, merged with PayPal, and he became the CEO of uh, PayPal briefly. And uh, he got a fuck ton of money out of uh, the merger. uh, That's kind of where... A lot of what we have to be thankful for now <laughs> comes from. Uh, anyway, uh, he wanted to change PayPal to X.com. And uh, Peter Thiel, was, uh, who uh, I, I guess led the charge. I, I don't remember exact details on this, but I guess... It was mainly Teal that was like, yeah, fuck no, we're not changing that. That sounds like a stupid idea. <laughs> we go from PayPal to X. Because uh, a lot of the reasons, and a lot of the reasons uh, he gave then, like why that's a stupid idea is a lot of the reasons why now people are like, uh, that's a stupid idea to go from Twitter to X. One, a Google search is going to, you know, mainly find pornographic sites, which, you know, I'm fine with. <laughs> find porn- I'd rather find that than a uh, Twitter site. Uh, 
and uh <laughs> there's no no good way to copyright like x as uh, also people have already done it like microsoft has the xbox they've uh, have copyrights on x and apparently meta also has some kind of copyright on x so i don't you know the 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 whole point my whole point though to the whole thing the dumbest part about it is that the only thing left in Twitter, because he got rid of most of the employees, they've destroyed a lot of the, lot of Twitter in general. If you don't have the employees that you did, and you get rid of the name, you get rid of the, the logo, everything, the brand, everything, you know, tweeting. Everyone knows what tweets are. <laughs> Twitter has more brand recognition than most of anything. And that's beyond the internet. <laughs> People see that bird. They know what the fuck it is. Even if they don't use Twitter, they know what it is. They know what a tweet is. Unless maybe you're in some third world country where you've never experienced the internet. You, you probably don't know what that is. Maybe you're still, or if you're some kind of like aborigine or something, you know, you or just straight up live off the grid, which I guess you could do in you know any country or whatever. But <laughs> there's very few people on Earth that don't know what the fuck Twitter is, and if you get rid of the name, all the terms you use like tweet and everything, the logo. Then it seems then what the fuck did you pay forty four billion dollars for? <laughs> like people would kill to have that kind of brand recognition. Like that I have a theory that perhaps he might sell the name <laughs> the logo back to uh Jack Dorsey. See he's got a rival Twitter, the uh, blue sky, which I have not tried. But I never really gave that much of a shit about Twitter either. Um but I, I would find it funny if he went ahead and just sold off the name and uh, the logo and such. Because that, that is the only thing left of value in that company, if you ask me. Again, I am not a super genius like Elon Musk, though. As he claims that X is going to be the everything app, basically. It's going to be a financial app. You're going to give Elon Musk all of your personal information. Just go ahead and give him your social security number, <laughs> your routing number to your bank account, and all that stuff because it's totally trustworthy. And it's going to be where you go for videos, everything. It's the one-stop shop. It's basically the internet ran by Elon Musk. And it's the only way to the internet is X. <laughs> As uh, I think it, I mean, at this point he's claiming it's going to do, I mean absurd shit it'll it'll grant you teleportation it'll it'll give you laser eyes basically all the temp v stuff you get in call of duty right now it's gonna give you those powers x which also makes me think of uh the first batman with uh michael keaton the tim burton film where there's uh the joker has the brand x Ugh. 
I mean, so good. I I love seeing Elon Musk just completely f- fuck up Twitter. It's it's been pretty pretty exciting, pretty exciting. I like seeing him fail. Although there's still so many people that think he's a genius and uh, are totally uh, like, oh, this is trying to explain away these moves because he's this has to be a he's playing you know 4D chess. He is in a different world than the rest of us. He understands everything we just we just don't see what is what the genius behind it is yet uh i guess i'm just not extreme right enough i'm not a big enough i'm not a nazi at all but you know if i were maybe i'd understand it perhaps i would perhaps i'd understand it all uh it's it's fucking entertaining though to me to see him just. <laughs> I don't know how Twitter's still even going. I realize you know he had a fuck ton of cash flow, um, which most of his companies other than Twitter get government subsidies. That's where all of his money comes from is government subsidies. He's basically <laughs> he's he's the richest person because of welfare. <laughs> he's. He's like the biggest welfare queen of all time, Elon Musk. Is, uh, he's gotten uh, all this money from the government subsidies. SpaceX, Tesla, they they all they just get insane amount from government subsidies. And uh <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, um I felt like that. Oh yeah, I did I didn't even mention as I'm already like way into this. Uh, my, my big, uh, thing throughout the week is, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, my toilet, toilets, I guess now. Oh, maybe that's past tense at this point. Uh, this, the, uh, Slapbox Penthouse is, I guess going on 20 years, almost 20 years. It was built in 2004, if I'm not correct, uh, wrong in that. If I remember, and I believe there's two toilets here. I do believe they were originally the, in the building. As uh, if I remember correctly, on the toilet it said something about two thousand three, two thousand four under the lid, and uh, on the at least the one in the upstairs. They're two different toilets too. It's not two different brands. That is, one's a Mansfield, the other one's something else. But I mainly use the uh, upstairs bathroom. It's right next to my bedroom. And it's a bigger bathroom. It's, you know, the full bathroom's got the shower and everything. So, of course, I'm going to use that toilet all the time. That That's my shitter. <laughs> the downstairs for the yellow. It's the mellow. <laughs> it's the mellow toilet. <laughs> and uh, so I've had the uh, issue. I probably talked about it, I guess, when uh, Shelly was on last, which was quite a long time ago at this point. And uh, because... I had issues with the toilets. The parts in the inside were old as shit. Probably at least, you know, 20 years old. And the gaskets and whatnot were just biodegrading. Because of this, uh, I had some leaking issues in the upstairs uh, (laughs) toilet. And uh, it would uh, drain the tank and then have to refill. And it was really annoying because it would keep making that sound. 
And I'm sure it was running up my water bill if I left the fucker on. So uh, I would ju- what I would do to use the toilet, I'd go in there and I'd shut the, you know, I'd after every use, I'd shut it off, shut the water off. So it wouldn't uh, keep draining and adding more water. <laughs> and uh, so then I, if I use the toilet, I'd have to turn the water back on and wait for it to fill before I could flush it again. And flushing was a little rough. Even when you let the water fill back up, it was getting to be kind of a problem. So I finally broke down, and I bought the parts, uh, at least one kit, to uh, hopefully fix my toilet. And I did learn from fixing my mother's toilet a few months back that uh, you there's no such thing as a universal kit to fix any toilet. You really got to like, the universal kits usually have, like, maybe three brands, if that. That they'll work for. And there's a lot of different brands of toilet. There's there's a lot. So you got to make sure that you get a kit that will work for your toilet. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, the kit I had that didn't have everything I needed. It was for a Mansfield toilet, the one that I was working on. And uh, it didn't have the, the main gasket that connects between the uh, tank and the uh, bowl. Which was mainly where I was having the issues, uh... Agent Fox Mulder is attacking the wall, I guess. I guess there must be a spider or something down there. <laughs> I don't know, he's wigging out. Um, <laughs> or he might be fucking with the desk. The old desk that I have sitting there. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I put the parts that did come with the kit. It was the... Uh, part that fills the toilet uh, back up that had that as oh yeah he's fucking with the desk as uh damn it man there, there's got to be a spider or something back there anyway so yeah <laughs> the cat is hopefully gonna stop distracting me here <laughs> as I did replace like one of the gaskets but it wasn't the gasket that was really causing me issues and uh, I repl- placed the parts that were in the kit. Again, not everything was in the kit. And, uh, I mean, it was, I guess everything that said it was listed, but I really need more than what was in there. And uh, I replaced the stuff, and, man, it flushed really well. Problem was the leaking got, got worse. <laughs> man, when I was fucking with that shit, replacing some of it, I could tell that those gaskets were just, like, literally, like, biodegrading on my hand. Like, they were just, like, becoming, like, oil. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is clearly <laughs> what's wrong with this thing. But, so I had to order more parts, and I got some more of the parts in yesterday. As the I first worked on fixing my toilet, I don't remember, several days ago. And then uh, realized I needed more parts than were in the kit, and I ordered uh, a couple more parts, and I got some of the parts in uh, yesterday, and uh, it was the uh, the bolts that connect the uh, bowl to the toilet with the big gasket, which I figured that was probably what was the main issue. And so I went ahead and replaced them last night, though I was kind of on the fence, like I should maybe wait for those other gaskets and stuff come in before I, I do this, because I could just fuck it up more again. <laughs> 
And I still want to be able to use this toilet <laughs> in the interim period. And not have to just go downstairs all the time to use the toilet. Which that toilet's having issues now too. I imagine it's just because the fact that everything it's just so fucking old, the parts and in the inside, the shit's just biodegrading and whatnot. Uh that being said though, like uh I I did get my toilet uh to be able to not it so far it hasn't leaked. It's been like twenty four almost twenty four hours since I not quite twenty four hours since I did it. And I haven't noticed any leaks. I flushed it a lot. And it's pretty exciting to go into the bathroom and not have to turn the water on <laughs> to the toilet and wait for it to fill before I can flush it. And then when uh, I don't have to wait around at the toilet to shut the water off again <laughs> after I flush it and everything, which is, again, pretty exciting, pretty exciting. As I went it, probably a solid year without... Uh, Without having that happen. That was... That's pretty stupid on my part to, to wait that long. Um, Part of it was being broke. Also, there was just like, man, I didn't want to have to... Didn't want to have to work on it. I was like, it works. That's what I would just keep telling myself. It works. As, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked. It's just kind of fucking annoying to have to turn the water on and off. Each time. As, uh... I I'm in stoked. I almost like feel like I need to go to the bathroom now just to get another go at it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. That's all the shit that I've got. Is uh man, I've still been having the issues of the the throatness being rough, and I think that's mainly from working with the the welding, fucking my throat, making it hard to talk for over an hour. Which I guess it's always been a little hard to talk for an hour by myself be way easier if I had somebody else to converse with. I wouldn't have to talk constantly. But, uh, that, yeah, that's all, that's all I've got. So, uh, as always, that is a good in a wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>